Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us once again as we dive further into the world of games. And this week, this episode, we are going to be discussing TV shows and video games or movies and video games, just basically video game adaptations of film. And there are a lot of them, but this is in celebration <laughs> question mark of the last of us tv show that just came out on hbo as of right now there is only one episode out but i think as the uh release of this episode uh there will be episode two coming out pretty soon here and it is pretty interesting so far so what's going to be kind of interesting about that topic uh, we're also going to be going over some other uh surprising TV show adaptations of video games and maybe a couple film ones that you might not have ever heard of. Uh, but the for The Last of Us show in particular, we have two different point of view point of views here that I think is pretty cool. Uh, I've never played them and I don't know anything about them whatsoever. I stayed away from them for some reason and I just never cared to watch them or read the lore or anything. I don't know. That's just never really fully interested me. And then we have Chris who has played the game. So, and uh, you played both, right? One and two? Yeah. Yeah. So that should be pretty cool because I don't know. The from my perspective, the show was not that bad. I mean, it was it was all right. It's a, it felt like a video game, right? Like it felt like a video game adaptation where it just always has this funky vibe to it where it's mm -hmm. it's just not a hundred percent believable or there's moments in it where you're like yeah okay <laughs> like it's always weird <laughs> seeing it in film version and i think that's just a very common uh thing that happens with video game adaptations like it's actually really funny uh whenever i came home from work today come home to find my partner watching Silent Hill. I'm like, why the hell are you watching Silent Hill? <laughs> and apparently someone at work brought it up and was like, this is an amazing horror movie. You need to watch it. Amazing. And, and in my head, I'm like, it's all right. <laughs> and yeah, I was the like, first one was decent. Yeah, it was okay. And then I, I let her know. I was like, you knew this is on a video game, right? She's like, no. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's a video game movie. She's like, oh, that's why it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, yep. That's it, because <laughs> that's a it, it happens all the time with these games or with these movies and shows is they they don't explain everything fully because they're kind of trying to cater to the fan who already knows the lore. So they kind of breeze over things that should be explained a little bit more, even though it might be redundant for the people who know the game and things like that. But I, I feel like it's very crucial and important to play it up as its own separate entity. And it doesn't mean that you have to stick 100% to the story itself. And you can venture off a little bit. Like you might piss some people off, I guess. But I don't, I don't know. There's something uh, different about it. And it's really weird because we commend video games on fantastic stories all the time here, especially on this show. Like we love a good RPG that has a long story that's really involved and there's all kinds of things going on, like think Citizen Sleeper, Triangle Strategy, right? Like those games really mean something to us here. But I feel like if I watched a Citizen Sleeper TV show, it wouldn't have the same vibe or pace. And I think that's one of the big 
components here that is kind of missing and kind of difficult to replicate in a show. And not to say that every single show out there is a failure, quote unquote, right? Like there are some shows that are actually halfway decent or actually really good. Like, uh, for instance, like the Devil May Cry anime, right? Like that's actually a really good adaptation. Castlevania is incredibly popular. Haven't seen it yet, but it's, you know, it seems like it's actually really, really good. The Witcher is super popular, but then you get other ones like the Monster Hunter movie, right? It's like, okay. The Resident Evil (laughs) movies where you're like, the first one was okay. And then the rest of them became a video game. And it's, you go into it with like a different mindset, right? Where when a video game movie gets too video gamey, it's not that enjoyable. It becomes goofy almost. And I I don't know how to square that line or like, I don't have a half-baked idea of how to do it better because it's movies that are based off of absurdities already. So it's kind of difficult to kind of rein that in and bring it into some sense of reality. I mean, yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's a really difficult one, but I don't know what what's your ultimate take on like just as a whole, you know, video game, TV shows, and movies because there's uh, surprising a lot of a lot of them out there uh, that we didn't know about until doing a little bit of research on this. I always kind of just grew up thinking they were always pretty bad, you know, like at least live action. Right. Like I think about the animated ones as a kid. Um, I'm trying to think. Like the Super Mario TV show? Yeah. That was pretty (laughs) dope. I swear. Hold on. I need to double check. This isn't a fever dream that I have right now. (laughs) Because I'm like, I remember this now. I remember really liking it. Was it a show? The Donkey Kong Country show. Yeah. Yeah. It was 3D animated. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. I was like, dude, like, he's real. I don't know. That one Um, was good. Like, I I feel like the animated ones give, like, they get a little bit of a break from trying to make them real. Live action is just tough. Uh, With live action, I mean, a lot of them are just kind of campy. You know, like, you look at Double Dragon. That was cool. You know? Yeah. Weird. But cool. I mean, it's good for what it is. <laughs> yeah, it fits that cheesy 80s, early 90s, like, kung fu action flick, you know? Um, otherwise, like, I remember as a kid, the Street Fighter movie was like... Oh, that people was People always awesome. joked about that. I love that movie with a passion. I don't know why. Seriously? I, I, for some reason, I absolutely love that movie. And, and maybe I just, re- I, I was going to say a little bit later that my favorite of all time video game adaptation movies or whatever the hell you want to think about is the FP. I'm not going to lie. Like I can watch that one over and over again. And, this me, and my, again. <laughs> me and my partner actually just watched it last week and she wanted to watch it. I didn't put it on. She put it on. <laughs> so Yeah. But we were also reminiscing that was actually our first date. So maybe I'm, you know, biased, but it's it's such a bad movie. It's good. <laughs> and they've made three of them. So, yeah. <laughs> God. There was, 
Oh, there's more. I'm like thinking now. Well, like, like Mortal Kombat, that movie was dope. That was awesome. The new one or the old ones? The original. You didn't like the new one? The new one was okay. I didn't like the main character. Oh, yeah. The main character sucked. Yeah. But besides that, it was it was good. But, I mean, it doesn't compare to the original, right? Liu Kang, Shao Song, your soul is mine, right? Like, it's kind of hard to top that, you know, having Goro kill um, Johnny Cage, right? Like, it, yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah, I, I think a lot of those early live action adaptations, like, they kind of get a pass nowadays because they're just so cheesy mm-hmm. that, like, it just kind of works in that 90s way. And there were martial like, arts. I think yeah, that's true too. martial arts films automatically get a pass uh, with yeah. like cheese and camp and then it being in the time period. It, it's just like a good nostalgia hit when you watch them now. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, th- those Resident Evil movies, like, I don't know. I remember being so interested in them back in the day and then realizing they had nothing to do with the games. I was like, eh. And then that Resident Evil show came out and it was just, I couldn't watch the first episode. It, yeah, it, it didn't grab me. I feel like Netflix is kind of, they're really hit or miss with their game, uh, shows. Which the um, show is really, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I feel like it sucks because they they get some good franchises or ideas, but it's like, I don't know, they also have a lot of crap too. But mm. like for me, you know, when I think about Netflix game adaptions, the animated ones are the best, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, The Witcher was cool. I feel like season two, it kind of wasn't as good and now that i hear that he's leaving i don't know if he's leaving for season three or if he's leaving after season three i forgot and i'm just like what are they gonna do i haven't even watched that side story that came out because i'm just like i don't know the first season was so cool and then it just kind of i lost interest but also it was never like the biggest witcher fan like for me, Witcher has always been cool, but I've never been like, Witcher 3 is my favorite game. Like, I know a lot of people out there, like, adore that game with a passion. But, I mean, I guess I could say the same about Last of Us. Like, mm-hmm. I I played it when it came out. That was one of the reasons why I got a PS3, but I didn't get that PS3 until basically the end of its life, right? Like, I bought it maybe... I think a year before the PlayStation four came out and because it was so cheap yeah. and I was like, Oh, well why not? I'll, I'll check it out. And I thought it was cool. You know, I had friends that didn't even play video games that were like, this game is amazing. It's a masterpiece. And you still hear people say that that game is a masterpiece and is like the, the pinnacle of, best game storytelling and Mm. it's interesting because when you really pick it apart it's not that intricate of a story it's just a story that translates well to cinema 
And that's mm. something I was thinking about when they were doing this show is that it's got a lot of the cliches. Cliches. Well, I kind of said that weird. Um, Nick cliches. No. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, it's got a lot of him it, in it. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all him. <laughs> He's every character. It, it's like Nutty Professor. Oh God. It it fits every role, right? That the father figure, which seems like it's a thing in almost every Sony first party game. Like you think about God of War, then you think Last of Us. It's like it's a theme. And mm-hmm. so you have that, you know, with two you have revenge. Like it's very like stories that we've kind of heard before, but done in a a grittier, interesting way. And you have to think when Last of Us came out, there weren't that many games that felt like it was a film. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was still gamey, but to me, that game felt it, it felt like it could be a movie. I remember playing that and thinking that. And, you know, once I played Uncharted 4, I kind of felt the same way too. So, I mean, this is definitely a theme that I think Sony is going for with a lot of their first-party games. Like, you look at, they're making a God of War movie or a show, I think. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, that makes sense. You know, they're making a Horizon show. That makes sense. Because those the games Uncharted movie translate. was actually pretty good. Was it? I, like, tried watching it and I was like, eh. It was, I mean, it's entertaining, right? And it's... Spider-Man, Tom Holland, which I liked. Oh. Yeah. I think he sold it a little bit for me. I think I was bummed about it because there was someone on YouTube that made an Uncharted like short mm-hmm. and like it literally looked like Uncharted. Like even the actor looked just like him. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. It's real. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tom Holland. Um but with Last of Us, you know, it's, I don't think it's a bad game series. It's, um, I think it's a great game. You know, I think for people that want a serious story that's kind of gritty, it's good. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10 like a lot of people say i would probably give it maybe a seven Mm. um and with two i'm gonna be surprised if they want to continue the show for two i mean they probably will but you know you look at two and it was so controversial because of what happens in it and you know it it brings the 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 idea of like is joel a good person or not and you know you kind of see that in the show already like is joel really a good guy you know like there was a part in the episode where he's like you don't know anything about me you don't know what i've done and it's like it's interesting because like you know throughout the game you see there's times where i'm like oh he's he doesn't seem like he's like the role model, like innocent kind of person, like he has a past. And when I played two, you know, I understood like, okay, like it was weird what happened. I can see why people hate that part of it, but 
You know, I think two would make for an interesting show alone, just because revenge stuff always sells. Mm-hmm. You know, movies, shows, like people always like a good revenge movie. Uh, just not taken number seven, you know, like for some reason there's so <laughs> many taken movies, but it's he's got so many skills. It, <laughs> yeah. That's his one role, bounty hunter. Yeah. Um it I don't know. I I'm excited that a game adapt adaptation is doing so well because it makes me hope for more better done well. I don't know if it was the HBO funding or if it was the Sony funding that made it better. I feel like it was maybe HBO that kind of helped just because I'm like, it's a, it's something different, you know, it has the, like the vibe and the way it was shot looks like every HBO show. So they must've had Mm -hmm. a very heavy influence in it because like every HBO show is kind of dark, right? Like they, they frame their shots in very similar ways and the pacing seems to be very similar. Like they have a formula that they, rinse and repeat a lot and it, like this show definitely feels like it followed that that's a good point because i didn't think about that uh another thing too is neil Druckmann. kind of he whenever he i would listen to like developer interviews or you know writer interviews and stuff it always sounded like he just wanted to make movies but he made a game instead so with this it it's that outlet for him. And I think like with his ideas and stuff, I could see this show being really well done. Like I, I'm excited to see what comes after this. I forgot what other series HBO is going to do after this. Cause I know God of war and I think her, I think Horizon is Netflix, and I think God of War is Amazon. I feel like Gears of War should be HBO. They would do that well. That would be cool. Or like Alan Wake. Ooh, that'd be dope. Yeah, I think more of the darker stories, HBO just, they know how to, whoever does it knows how to film it, right? Like -hmm. like you said, that HBO feeling, um, the way things are shot fits that grittiness right like a death stranding or metal gear solid i think anything like konami mm-hmm. should be or kojima not, yeah same thing whatever it uh, should be an <laughs> hbo thing 100 percent. because i i feel like with hbo they're not afraid to get gritty to get really dark to get hyper violent if they need to i mean look at doom patrol right it's goofy as shit but it's also hyper violent and really absurd so they're not afraid to get into those kind of things. But with like if if let's say Death Stranding or, um, you know, Metal Gear Solid, which are actually games that are being announced as uh, two shows or movie adaptations coming in the near future. If they ended up on like Netflix, Netflix is very bright with their stuff. It's very cheery. Right. It's very like it almost feels like poppy. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I, I don't think that those games would necessarily um translate well to their formula like i really feel like there should be hbo shows yeah i mean look what paramount did the halo you know it's kind of yeah 
I I couldn't get very far in Halo. I tried. Um, I keep forgetting that's there. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's terrible, but it's just I don't know. I I, I didn't really like it too much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something else. I mean. There's been a lot of good movies recently. You know, look at Sonic. I really like the Sonic movies. Those are great. I've only seen the first one, but I liked it. Yeah, they both were good. I mean, Sonic 2 is just like for the first one. So if you like the first one, mm-hmm. then you're going to like the second one. So it's just more of that, which was nice. But yeah, I don't are know. You... There's... What was that? I was going to ask if you're uh, excited for the Mario movie. I'm on the fence, to be honest. Like, the more I see trailers and look at it more, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to watch it, right? Yeah. But I, I just, I, I'm hopeful for it being good. I hope that the only good thing about it is not Jack Black's performance, because already in the trailers, he's stealing it <laughs> as oh, far yeah. as, like, memorable characters. Because I, the last trailer that came out for us was just a lot of like fanfare for Mario. It was mm-hmm. every single reference you could possibly think of, even Mario Kart thrown into all of it. And I'm just afraid that they're going to like really flood it with that stuff and just make it one of those kind of movies, which I guess works too. Cause like Lego movies like that, right? It's just infinite reference on top of reference, but it, I don't know. Like I, I would like to see a, a, a Mario movie, like the way that Sonic is paced. It's like one good story. Or even the way that like Detective Pikachu was done. Because Detective Pikachu was actually a good movie. I, I liked it. I thought it was actually mm. pretty good. But it focused on like one story. Sure, there was references and you know, like you can see Pokemon flying in the sky in the city. There's like little nods here and there. But even in the trailer for the Mario movie, it feels very heavy handed in that way. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, Nintendo doesn't really make a lot of movie shows or too many that they probably don't have like a lot of a lot to go off of and the last movie we got of mario and <laughs> did not go very well that live action interesting movie <laughs> that was uh what are you talking about uh, the goombas were the best part oh gosh the goomba playing the harmonica yeah oh my great. god that was great and <laughs> yeah no I mean, there's actually like, death in that one, which is weird. And they like stole cars from Blade Runner, which is strange. But yeah, <laughs> just... yeah, it felt like a movie that was supposed to be something else, you know? Yeah. And just got skinned as Mario. So. <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm interested in it, like you said, with the references, I feel like it's going to be like a Ready Player One kind of thing where they're just going to throw everything at you. And I mean, that's. That's just Nintendo. Yeah. Think about it. They feed off of people's nostalgia. That's why people love it. You know, think about Breath of the Wild 2 that's coming out soon. Like it, everything that they do, their whole company is based on nostalgia. Yeah. You have to think about most people play their switch for first party games because I mean, one, that's the only place you can play them, but too it's like it's something pretty much all of us have grown up with at some point because they're always using the same characters every generation so it's like the nostalgia makes sense 
And you know, those I'm more games so- have the most polish too on that console. Oh, easily. Yeah. And you know, if they really wanted to sell it, they're going to hit the nostalgia of every generation. Right. So like they'll throw in nods for like the people that played on the NES and then the super Nintendo and like N64 GameCube, you know, like throw in the Mario sunshine jetpack kind of thing. Like, I bet you they're going to do all of that just so it pleases everybody. Mm-hmm. I do think the animation looks really good. I do think some of the characters look kind of weird, though. Yeah. But I think the graphics themselves look great. Like, it looks like it could be a game if the Switch was stronger. And Right, like if Mario was made in Unreal. <laughs> that's what it would look like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm, like, thinking, like, what if they're seeing this and they're like, we want our next Mario game to look like this. Like, I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. I, I always thought the Nintendo, you know, they shouldn't chase the 4K. They should just do a really high-def, like, cartoonish look, and they'll be set. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I'm interested in it. As much as I want to say I don't want to spend money on it, I kind of want to see it. You know, I I definitely think Chris Pratt is a weird choice, but I'm not against it. I'm willing to give it a chance. I don't know if I like this voice in the trailer, but I am willing to watch a movie and see it, you know. But like you said, Jack Black, perfect. Uh, Seth Rogen, I think, is going to do a really good job, too, because yeah. I know he actually really likes the series, so... I, they I have think, some really good people that when you see them, you're like, yep, okay, that makes sense, right? Like, it just, it they have a lot of people that fit, and then they have Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> the, yeah. So The other one, like, I love her as an actor. I think she's great. Her actress is, um, I think it's Anna Taylor-Joy, the one that's doing Peach. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. She's a great actress, but it's just like, I feel like her voice doesn't really fit Peach. At least, I mean, I guess you could say that with Chris Pratt not really fitting Mario's voice either, but it's like, I don't know. It's just the tone of it just feels so different, but I don't know. I'm a sucker. I'll still watch it. Yeah, no matter what. I mean, they're going to get my money. Congrats, Nintendo. (laughs) They always do. Yeah, they always find a way, don't they? Jerks. But yeah, I don't know. So to kind of bounce back to Last of Us, so we have like the the show itself. You talked about the how you felt about the game, and you brought up some interesting notes on how the designer originally wanted to make movies. And since I didn't really know anything about it, all I know is through really what you've told me about the game so far, honestly, because I really have no interest of actually looking it up for some reason. Uh, and it does sound like these stories might play better as film, as film adaptations. And the whole idea of people getting so upset about, you know, like the main character being not a good person and, you know, right, like doing some horrible things and all that stuff, like it, they're able to layer that in much better, I think, in film and a TV show than they are in a video game. Because in a video game, no matter what, like you're shooting, you're killing things, you're running and gunning, like that's just going to happen. But it's second nature in video games where you still don't feel like a bad guy, right? 
But this is kind of putting more of the weight behind the, those actions, the, the things that you're doing within the game itself, and really just kind of playing up the fact that like, well, no, you did kill somebody, right? <laughs> like, it, it's it's there. Like, you, you did shoot somebody. I know you said you were protecting yourself or you felt like you had to do it to get from point A to point B, but you still did it, right? So it is, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like that's going to translate much better to film. And they have the scenes in there already on the first episode, right? Like where mm-hmm. it shows him having the relationship with the guard and then he beats the shit out of the guard later, right? Like, and basically kills the man. And it's it it's a weird situation there, but I, I did like how they were able to tell so much of a story within that first episode. Uh, like with the whole background of before the initial event and then afterwards. And I really did enjoy that first like uh, two minute intro of the scientists mm-hmm. discussing exactly what the hell is going on so that they don't have to explain it later. And that was a really clever way of doing it, I, I think, right? Because everyone that's going into the show, at least uh, who's played the game, already knows the story. They already know what's going on. They know how people get infected. But for people like me, I thought it was a zombie thing still. Like I, I for this whole time, I thought it was just straight up just old school zombies and i'm like really another fucking zombie show okay whatever uh, i'll watch it just to check it out but then hearing that i was like oh like i love that idea because it's a different take on it and it's something that is real it's something that is tangible that does exist in our reality currently right like we how they even explained the zombie ants that happen to you know run around still while the mushrooms are feeding on their insides like that's a real thing and it's it's pretty fascinating and it it's pretty cool because i just recently watched a, a horror movie that ha- did or did that exactly uh, it's called gaia and it was the reviews are bad but i really enjoyed this film but i also like really bad films like street fighter <laughs> but it's a it was a really cool concept and it was an interesting concept an interesting play on undead that i feel that 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 genre itself needs to evolve anyway because we've done it so much and it's just kind of an easy explanation for those kind of situations it's like oh it's just zombies and then nobody questions it and you just kind of go for it but when you try and put something real behind it like real tangible science that's there something evident that we can see in our world it instantly becomes more fascinating and a little bit more terrifying in my mind because all it takes like they said in the beginning of the last of a show is one small mutation. All it takes is that that mushroom needs to be able to survive in a temperature that's higher than what it currently can. And with global warming, it's happening right now. Like that is something that is actually happening right now where these mushrooms and plants and flora and fauna are evolving to be able to survive in harsher climates. So this is a tangible idea, (laughs) right? And that's where I think the terrifying aspect of it comes. Like, right, it's not going to happen that fast, and I'm sure we're going to be able to fight off the mushrooms. And right, like, it's not going to be to that level, maybe. But it is a really cool concept that, of course, you can exaggerate some truths there. And then I, I don't know. There's some choices as far as like the scripts that were kind of like take me out of it for a little bit while I was watching it. Uh, I feel really bad, but the is it the main character's name is Ellie, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like that actress. Really? Uh, there's, just, 
there's just something about her where it's just like she feels like an entitled little girl <laughs> to me. It, that's all I hear when I hear her talk. Whereas mm. like I'm just like, eh, like whatever. Like hopefully they do something more with her. It, it's just the way I don't know. I think it's just the script they gave her that was really just like, okay, right? Like when they showed her captured and she said something like don't you know who I am? Blah, 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 all this stuff. Oh, and like, yeah. and it's like, you know what? Like, that's such an overplayed thing to say. And look at the world that you're living in. Who gives a shit who you are? Right. <laughs> like, it, just be quiet for a second and uh, like realize that you are captured <laughs> and you need to now just uh, respond and, you know, do what, what you're being told to do. But I don't know. It there is just something about that that just kind of bugged me, and I think it it also was partly because they did such a good job of telling the story of his actual daughter, and yeah. in that short amount of time, they made you really feel like this is a main character that's going to stick around for a while, and like you, I I don't know. I got really sucked into that that side of the story where I really wanted to see more of that in that actress and that relationship because I feel like it would be much more interesting in my mind to watch the father figure who is looked at as a hero, right, and loved by Mm -hmm. their daughter to then crumble and devolve into what he is in the actual series itself, right, where he's not a good person per se, where he's doing anything he can to survive, like sell drugs, right? <laughs> like, so yeah. it's it is a very interesting dynamic there, and this is just coming from a complete outsider to the from to the series itself. And I don't know, it, it it's it, maybe the the more I watch it, the more I'll really get into it. But they did such a good job in that first like half of the show of setting the scene and setting that tempo that it just kind of felt disconnected almost where i i just kind of lost it for a second there yeah i mean ellie if i remember right she was kind of entitled in the beginning of the game too you know once she was out on the road and had to deal with like killing and stuff it she changed you know like she she learns about the world um yeah, when I first like, I know she's a good actress. Like, oh yeah, no in the doubt. Roles she plays, yeah. but I'm just like, I don't know. I was kind of like, hmm, because I I just picture Game of Thrones with her, mm-hmm. you know, like. But yeah, that first half was so strong that I wasn't expecting it, and that's why I was like, ooh, this is good. Like, I went into the show not expecting much because, like you said, zombies, like. Even though I'm like, well, at least it's got a game as a a background to kind of base it on. You know, I'm looking at The Walking Dead that just finished. And I'm just like, are we starting another zombie series right now? Like, do we really need another? But I mean, the first episode of this was so strong compared to a good chunk of The Walking Dead. (laughs) Yeah, I would say seasons two to the end. Yeah. (laughs) I'm partial. I like the first three seasons of Walking Dead, but I mean the first one's the, the best. first one was strong. Yeah, I like I like the governor. Uh, that whole thing was kind of cool. Yeah, but 
I just remember one episode yeah, like, where it was the episode where I fell off The Walking Dead, where I turned it off as soon as the scene happened. I was like, okay, I'm done. Was they were walking through the woods. It might have been in season three. And they were just so tired and so beat and like whatever. And they saw a horde of zombies coming up. And I think the episode before, they saw a horde of zombies and they're freaking out and acting like you normally would when you see that. And then this mm-hmm. very next episode, it's like broad daylight, a horde of zombies coming up. And they all were like, well, whose turn is it? And one of them was like, I'll take it. It's fine. And they just stood there while they were coming down this little road. So they had to line up and a zombie walked up and they like hopped over to the left and pushed it into a ditch. And then they went back to their spot and they did that like three times. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't think at any point they would feel comfortable enough to get that close, even if it's been yeah. years, right? So that's where I was like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, zombie stuff has never been something I've interested in. Even in games, I don't know. Like, like I love Left for Dead, but I don't know. The whole zombie thing just never piqued my interest. It's, but It's not strong for a continued series. I think that's why even Resident Evil changed its ways. Yeah, and it's sad because if you look at the story of some of the Resident Evil games, like they would make for a good series, you know, like especially with a lot of the more modern ones. But hell yeah, like five with Chris punching a boulder. I'd watch that. Oh, God. <laughs> or six with the giraffe getting head. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but, you know, I. <sighs> I'm excited for all these game stuff coming up, you know, like seeing some of the images of the fallout show that's coming out soon from Amazon. And I don't know why, but in my head, I'm like, I'm excited for this, but it's like, I know I shouldn't be (laughs) right. Like Amazon hasn't done a game adaptation, I think. I don't feel like they have. Their last big thing was that Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, I think they've not focused on game stuff, so I'll be interested to see what they do. I Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, it Fallout's a universe that would translate well into a show. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, people like that post-apocalyptic stuff in a show. It's I find it interesting. But I'm looking at, like, some of the shows recently that I really like. You know, I look at Arcane, right? Oh, like, I fantastic think. Fantastic show. It, it surprised me because I could give two craps about, like, League of Legends mm-hmm. and that whole, you know, world. But that show is just so damn good. Like, art was fantastic and the way the even though i hate imagine dragons like the way they curated the music in that show just worked mm-hmm. and i don't know like I, when i saw that i was like oh my god i need to keep watching this like it it's rare for me to get sucked into a show like that especially like uh you know a show based off of a game you know like I was like, wow, this is good. And I just ended up binging it. Yeah, it, um, it actually made me want to play Riot Games more. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I played a couple and went, oh, yeah, that's why I don't play them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like looking at them like, I don't want to play League and I don't want to play Rune Terra and screw Valorant. And I was like, mm, do I really want to play Auto Chess or not Auto Chess? That's Dota. Um, Team Fight Tactics. And I was like, oh, Ruin King looks kind of cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just like, I was happy leaving it there, you know? And, you know, I think the last one before that, I mean, the Castlevania uh, animated show is pretty damn good. I feel like it didn't really get like more like people praised it and thought really high of it but it was never like blown up mm, right like arcane or any of those like it was just like oh this is good and then that's it but i'm like it's actually pretty damn good like i for an adult animated show i thought it was really well done and when that came out, that was kind of like, I think one of the, what kind of started the game, like adaptations again. Or like high end versions out. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like ones that actually look like they took some work. Like I'm trying to see when it came out. It came out 2017. So it's like nothing really else around that time was really like showing a lot of work. Mm hmm. You know, like I'm looking at stuff before that and around that time it was fucking Angry Birds. Excuse my language. Remember that Angry Birds movies? <laughs> they have like five of them. Yeah, they have a lot of them. Off of such a simple concept. I forget that Angry Birds was such a thing. Like, I remember it being big, but I forgot that like people were obsessed with it. Yep. Well, talk about uh, weird games people are obsessed with. I mean, the Candy Crush TV show that was very short-lived in 2017. So what is that? Like, so, was it a game show? Yeah, it was a game show where people are playing Candy Crush. But the twist is is that in um, they have a team of two, and one person is being suspended by a rope. The other person is controlling a joystick, moving that one person up and down and left and right. And they have to get swipe and play Candy Crush on a giant screen while versing another player. So it's like little mini games like oh, that. Yeah. My God. Yeah. So it's just This is why Microsoft One's King. They want to bring this show back. I know. It only had what, like nine episodes, I think. But um and the host was oh God, what was his name? Uh Mario Mario Lopez. Yeah, Mario Lopez. Yep. I'm looking at the trailer right oh, now. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, he's in everything, but <laughs> so it's pretty funny. That, yeah, that he was the host of this, and yeah, only nine episodes in 2017. So it's on YouTube. You can watch them <laughs> if you want to actually see this stuff. Uh, the first episode, the first two contestants that they did the little interview before they went out to battle the other people talked a lot about God. So there's that. <laughs> so that was pretty funny, but I don't know. It's just a weird. A weird idea for a game show and the fact that it's coming from a mobile game right like i think they even did a cut the rope uh tv show as well Another no game show. yeah yeah why you know what okay you know a game show for some reason it sounds so stupid but it kind of works or you think it would and i'm watching it right now 
Frogger. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Because it's obstacle course, right? right? Like, you, you got to sit there and think, how the hell can you make a game on Frogger or a show? Right. You know, stupid frog crossing the street. But, like, I'm watching this and it's like <clears throat> an obstacle course where, like, water jets are shooting at you and stuff. And I'm like, this makes sense. Like, it's a cool concept. Like, surprisingly that's a pretty far reach for them to think of something like this but like well look at um what's it called what was it nick arcade right oh dude like that was awesome i always wanted to be on that show like if they want to do a video game tv show they need to do it like that because that was rad i was obsessed and i recently watched someone do a video on it explaining how it worked and like the amount of work it did for that like green screen and cutting them into it like crazy for the time that it was out you know like it sold me as a kid i was like i want to do that like it was the coolest thing but that was a different time and era where game shows were so elaborate like legends of the hidden temple right you had guts like that they were massive massive productions that we don't really have anymore. There was another gaming game show, and I can't think what it was, where it was more so they competed on cabinets. And I don't think it was Nick Arcade. I feel like it was something else. I can't place it. That sounds familiar, but I know they did that in Nick Arcade too. Maybe it was Nick Arcade. But, God, that was... Oh, man, I forgot about that show. Yep. And then also Netflix now has a, what was it, that trivia party game on your phones or something like that? They have that on Netflix now where it's like a show where you can do like trivia questions and stuff like that and battle other people. It's kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, there's so many... There's so many shows out there that you'd be surprised uh, that are based on video games. So many different titles that were really cool shows even back in the day, like Earthworm Jim. I love that show. <laughs> like that was a good one as well. But the you know it's it's interesting where the field is going. It's interesting to see these live action adaptations, and I'm not really surprised by it either. And it's actually kind of a breath of fresh air to know that other people are taking video game stories as seriously as we have been all of our lives. Because some of the best stories that I've seen or that I know of came from video games. And now they're getting their due justice. They're actually getting their time on the screen and being shared with those that are not gamers. So the work that these writers have put into this, these storytellers, to make our experiences so amazing and kind of, you know, craft our childhood are getting their chances to actually make shows and influence other people. So I'm wondering and hopeful if this is going to kind of inspire some big writers out there, like well-known writers to now make video games, like a Neil Gaiman video game. I'd be dope to see that. I mean, I love his writing. The Sandman was awesome and the show was actually pretty good too. So like it would be really interesting to see uh, what kind of writers they can get pulled for because now it's no longer I'm writing for a video game. I'm writing for a game that can potentially become a show or a movie as well, right? So they have to put a little bit more extra work 
into the stories that they're telling. So it it is a really cool time to see this stuff. Like now, not every game is going to uh, have a fantastic rendition on the screen. But I mean, if we look at most games like God of War feels like you're watching an amazing movie and because of the pacing of it. So why can't that work, right? Why can't that become put on the screen? Like Metal Gear Solid has such an amazing deep story and such well-crafted characters that it would be really cool to actually see that. Like, I mean, who doesn't love a story about espionage, right? So there's there's all kinds of interesting, cool things that could come from this. And it's just going to be a renaissance in the storytelling in games and how we actually learn how to develop characters properly and put a little bit more emphasis and focus on that when it comes to storytelling in games. So it, I'm excited regardless, right? It, even if these game or these shows flop, even if Last of Us only has one season, it, even if like everything just kind of goes downhill for about five years, I think eventually we're going to see some renditions where it's like, oh my God, like that's amazing. And it feels like it was never a game at all. So we'll, we'll see when that time comes. It's like the comic book movies, right? Like it took them a little while to pick up and find their pacing. And now they're a main staple in across the world. So I, I just think video games are up next. They have uh, their due, so to speak. <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening in to our episode here. And yeah, check out Last of Us and let us know what you think. And if you never played it, I'd be curious to see what you think of it and versus people who have played it. I want to see both sides of that story. But yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week uh, with next set of games. But until then, bye for now. Thank you.